Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Anybody hear um, what Gary said resonates with you about when things go bad, like, oh God, what have I done? What have I, where, what are you coming after me for? Anybody? No? Three of us? Four of us? Five of us? Mm-hmm. Whoa, Jesus, 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 Jesus. You know, I love what happened with um, what Stacy said is how people rallied around. There was sacrificial giving. Fire falls on sacrifice. See, sacrifice isn't about the amount. It's about the vulnerability involved. Fire, the fire of God flows through vulnerability. And in the last bit, with what Marina and Serge faced on the way here, but in the last bit, so many of our body have been hit. But I've been so impressed by the way you all, all of us have rallied around people. We don't look to somebody else to do it. We step into the battle. Um, And in the middle of today, as we were praying over Marina and Serge, I kept hearing this song. And, uh, you know, at the Christmas season, we always remember Handel's Messiah. Handel was a guy who in the mid-18th century was not a particularly godly guy, but he was commissioned to write a series of of, uh, a whole, uh, you know, musical composition based upon the, um, the prophecies of Jesus. And he, in the process, had an encounter with God. He, in this, God rewrote his story. And in the same way, God wants to rewrite our story. But he began it all with my favorite, which is this tenor aria called uh, from Isaiah 40. And if you'll put up with me, I'm going to do my version really quickly. Because I love this, and I believe it's a prophetic word, especially after what Tracy said. Comfort ye. Comfort ye, my people, and cry unto her that her warfare, her is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, that her iniquity is pardoned. Jesus, we thank you that you comfort us, but that comfort is an act of war. Your comfort comes into the place of our brokenness, comes into the place of where we have been robbed from, lied to, the places where we've brought ourselves and you go straight to the pit of hell and bring us out. You arise with captives in your train, delivering us from the bondage of sin and death. And this is what Christmas is about. We worship you, Lord. We adore you in your beautiful name. Amen. Amen. That word, your warfare is accomplished, 
It was just burning in my heart. Your warfare is accomplished. And I, uh, so uh, we're on our third message this morning. <laughs> Keep promising you one thing, it's bait and switch. I promise you one thing, I give you another. But, uh, you know, he flows through vulnerability. And what is this warfare? What is this warfare that we are invited to? It's a warfare that has been accomplished. That warfare was accomplished, but how do we, what does it look like when we, when we see somebody struggling, when we, we ourselves are struggling, what does it mean in that warfare? And as I, I was just crying out to the Lord about that, he kept speaking over me the things that Paul talked about in Ephesians 6. If you've got Bibles, um, you can open to Ephesians 6, verse 10. If you don't, you can't. That's a deep truth. Um, yep, and if not, you can read along. The book of Ephesians, Ephesus is Paul's favorite church because he spent the most time there. And he's pouring into them, he's speaking to them, he's encouraging them, and, all, and he's giving them all this direction, all this revelation. And at the end of it all, he says this, finally. So imagine this, he's walking out the door after a family visit, and he said, oh, one more thing. When you do one more thing, what is that? I want you to remember one thing. If you've forgotten everything else, I want you to remember this. Finally, be strong in the Lord. That's not your strength. That's his strength, right? Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. In other words, not holding on, quivering, but allowing his power to flow into us and through us you know, we, we joke uh, all the time. I mean, this message this morning, I was like, Lord, if you're saying this, I, I don't know if I've got this. It will have to be you. And he says, oh, has it come to that? <laughs> God will purposely lead you where you can't go. Anybody, anybody, <clears throat> when you're looking at life, you say, well, I can do that, and I can do that, and I can do that. <clears throat> you may have just identified where he's not going to lead you. Where's the fun in that? Our life is one of dependence. He will take us where we cannot go. Be strong in his mighty power. What kind of power? The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Listen, if dead raisings included, and that's why Paul, Jesus said, when he sent out his disciples, he said what? Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, right? And declare the kingdom of God. Why? Because that's all inclusive. Nothing you and I encounter is not available in the blood. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. But ever feel like you're reading scripture and it takes a left turn at Albuquerque? Now, some of you church people, you're like, oh, yes, the armor of God. Okay, if you could, just forget everything you know, just for two seconds. Because oftentimes what we know will keep us from what we need to do, know unless we remain a novice, a learner, open, right? And so I just need you, if you're like, oh, I already got that, check. Sunday school, yeah. I, I ask you, just lay it aside for a second. Maybe God will speak a new word to you. Put on the full armor of God so that, what's the point? So that you may stand against the devil's schemes. So here's the image. They lived in a world of occupation. 
In other words, the, the ancient world, especially the, the Greco-Jewish uh, uh, world, that whole eastern side of the Mediterranean, was occupied by the essentially the equivalent of the Nazis for hundreds of years. There was a military force that was ready to crush any sign of rebellion in an instant. This was not a passive occupation. This was a violent occupation. And as a result, every single Roman soldier was on guard at all times. Why? Because he was terrified for his life. Why? Because there were few, very few soldiers and a lot of people to control. And so they were very much aware that they were in perpetual war. Now, if you're going in perpetual war, what do you not do? You don't go out alone. Why? You got to have somebody to walk your, watch your back. You don't relax. You stay aware that there is an enemy. Listen, we are in a world that is pushes back on the gospel, pushes back on the goodness of God. There, we're in a world, it should not surprise us. In fact, Jesus promised he says, he said, in this life you will have what? Trouble. Trouble. Well, that's a wonderful promise. I feel edified and loved already. But anybody here, you're like, la, 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 la. Oh, oh my gosh, it's all over. We're all going to die. Who are my people? You know what I'm talking about? You're like, but Jesus, Jesus, I'm, with, I'm in you. Nothing bad should ever happen. But what's the end of that verse? But take heart. In other words, gird yourself up. It's okay, but big, be a big boy. Take heart. Why? Because I've overcome the world. Trouble is not the end point. It's the beginning point of a new victory. We are going to encounter things that push back on us. But listen, if the enemy strikes once, Masha talked about this, taking a toll. If the enemy pushes once, boom, 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 boom. How does that happen? We rally around it. We go after it together. It, um, Stacy Alexander being rear-ended, that wasn't the end of the story. People rallied together, right? When things happen, what do we do? We come together, we rally around, we push in together. Why do I always lose my place? There we go. There we go. Come on. So that you may stand against the devil's schemes. These are his methods, his plans. Anybody found that the devil is not particularly creative? Like I literally, if you and I were start to list up the lies that he gives, we could not get past maybe about 10 basic lies. True? Right? You're worthless. You're a loser. It's over. God, God doesn't love you. Nobody loves you. You are forgotten. You are unseen, right? Anybody know? Like, I've like read everybody's mail. I don't have, need even word of knowledge, right? It's like, he only has so many cards. And so we know this is what, and so when he goes after somebody, he starts with, we were talking about, he, he tries to get us to doubt the goodness of God, that God's against us, right? Like Gary said. He said, because our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Why does he say that? Who are my people? So fight or flight. When we get in trouble, we go to fight or flight. Flight, we get flight, right? Who are my fleers? <laughs> By the way, there's only two groups, so you got to sign up for one. So the fleers, right? You're like, Wah! right? You know, Wah! like literally, who here, when things go bad, do you go so far turtle, nobody even knows you exist. Like you erase yourself <laughs> off the internet. Like, okay. And you're like, and you don't come out till everything's okay. 
But then there's my fighters. <laughs> I, I can see them already. Like they're like, mm. right, right. You know. And when a fighter go, is activated, duck. Because it's, it's, it's a roundhouse windmill style, right? You know, it's just everything, right? And, and, <laughs> and that's why he says it's not against flesh and blood. It's not against flesh and blood. <laughs> hey, listen. listen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's several people saying, stop looking at me. Uh, <laughs> but here's, here's the deal. is But fleers, it's the same thing. Because what do we do? We pull back from everybody because they are scary. They are, they are not the problem. People is not the problem, first and foremost. And that's why he says this. Why? Because fleers, if he can get you to pull away from everybody, remember I said, what do soldiers have to do? They have to stay together. You know, you guys know wolves. You watch all your nature films. How does, how does a wolf get a caribou, which is so much bigger than it? isolate gets it away from the pack so so the way the enemy gets fleers is they're like ah right but the way he gets fighters is fighters do the same thing but they push away the pack, everybody right for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of the dark world against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms Listen, you need to know something about Paul. When Paul makes lists of, of all the various powers, it's not to give us an understanding of how the spiritual realm works. We already saw this in Colossians. It's to list, it's all taken care of. It's all under the blood. It's all, un, every one of those is a defeated foe. He said, therefore, how do we, how do we, how, what does he say? He said, be strong against the Lord and his mighty power. Now notice he didn't say go attack the devil. Who are my attackers? You're like, whoa, gangster, we've taken you down. You know, some of y'all been to hell so many times on like rescue missions, it's crazy. He didn't say attack because remember, this is an occupation force. You have been given ground to take, ground to stand on. The power, he said, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil, the day of striving, the day of blah comes, Anybody been in the day of blah? You know what I'm talking about? All right. It's not hard to figure out. You may be able to, to do what? Notice he doesn't say attack. He says stand. I don't know about you, but I always read this as, as this was like attack. I don't know. I don't, who are my people? You were, like you read this as like commando warfare. Stand. Stand so that you may stand your ground after you've done everything. What? <laughs> Anybody here, you stand and then you're like, I think I've got some other ideas. <laughs> Who are my people? Anybody? Anybody? You can't hold on to it. You're like, stand. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go get me a demon. <laughs> everything you can stand. Stand on what? Stand on what? I'm glad you asked. Let's keep rolling. If you don't have an answer to it, stand firm then with the belt of truth. Now, he's using this imagery of a Roman soldier. Why? Because they saw them every day. This was the height of military technology for a very long period of time. So what do we have? The very center of any Roman soldier's gear was the belt. Why? It holds up. <laughs> it's a little hard to run with your pants around your ankles. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, do you see? It holds up that tunic. It holds up. It holds everything together. So that's why the enemy first and foremost goes in. He is the father of what? Lies, Lies right? He comes in and goes, has God said? He always comes in and starts to twist it away. That's why it's so important to be in the word and to know the word, to know truth. Because anybody here known anybody who went on to delusion? Don't look. <laughs> He's talking about you. No. And in delusion, they, they think they're okay, but they're not. Do you know what, you know what soldiers, have you ever seen, if anybody served, you know, one of the things you do before setting out is you check each other's gear. He who separates himself seeks his own desire. Do you have people who can check your, your belt of truth? I got awkward. Well, I personally am the sole arbiter of truth in my life. Do you have people who can call you on stuff? This is so important. Again, we separate ourselves. We need this belt of truth because without truth, we have nothing. Because truth is reality and it's a person. All right, the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place. W righteousness. Where does our righteousness come from? Jesus. We've talked about this before. Righteousness is what? Right relationship with God. It protects everything vital. Everything vital. And when you and I, we either believe that we are, do not have that righteousness. Masha talked about that. We believe a lie of separation. Guess what? We leave our entire core exposed. Or if we go to the other end and we think it's our righteousness little piece of paper across my chest. <laughs> I think I'm covered, but I ain't, right? It is his righteousness. It's the price that he paid on the cross for me. With the breastplate of righteousness in place. This is one of the reasons why, if, you know, if you've been in liturgical churches, they will have a basin of water when they walk in. You know Why? to remember their baptism. Where, why, do we, why are we right with God? So we've been baptized into his death in the cross. We've been baptized into his death and raised to life. What part did we have in that? <laughs> like you take a dead person, put them into the ground. What part do they have? You raise them up to life. Anybody raised a person from the dead? They didn't have much to do with it either. <laughs> It was him, it was him, it was him. We remember that our righteousness is him. Our righteousness is firmly fixed in place. And therefore, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. The good news, Paul puts it this way, we are ambassadors to tell people that God has never been their enemy. They've only been enemies of God in their own minds, but it's a message of what? Reconciliation, a gospel of peace. Why is that really important? Anybody, uh, any country folk run, grew up running around barefoot? Step you step in poop? That's one thing. Man, if you saw the streets back then, you did, you, <laughs> you were careful where you walked. So one thing is it keeps you from the poop that is in the world. Anybody found poop out there? Yeah, right? One is when you are on the mission God called you, it keeps you out of a lot of trouble. 
Because the gospel of peace is not about you. It's about what God wants to do around you. Anybody here, when things get bad, you go, oh, it's all about me. Anybody? No? Like when things go bad, you go, oh. One of the most violent things you can do when, every, when, you, when things go bad is to go the opposite direction. You're struggling financially. Look for someone to bless. You're struggling relationally <laughs> in a relationship. Hang out with some powerful, amazing people and bless them who are having good relationship. You're struggling in your business. Go begin to pray for somebody else's business. Whatever it is, there's something happens when I partner with his vision, his heart for the world to bring people into encounter with God's love. Everything shifts. But also when you're going, walking down the street, you step on anybody, anybody stepped on glass? And throw that into a street full of poop. Listen, when you and I are on mission, we, we talked about this with the guys, is, you know, when did David get in trouble? When, well, the big time was, it says this great line, it was springtime, the time when kings went out to war, and David stayed home. <laughs> when you and I are not on mission, the likelihood of us being stupid goes up exponentially. Anybody give me a, we can do a testimony time if you like. <laughs> mm. Listen, when it's all about us, it's not, we're not living out of who he is because his is self-giving love. <sighs> with your feet fitted with the, uh, with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, be ready to give everyone a, uh, a reason for the hope that you have, right? Peter talks about it that way. Uh, how would they know you have hope? Would people around you know you have hope? Just thought. Uh, in addition to all of this, so this is all really, really good. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith which you can, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of, of the evil one. Okay, so you see that shield. That's a big shield. That shield is big enough to hide, a, hide behind if you do what? Squat down on your knees. The place of humility, the place of rest. <clears throat> when you go, God, I can't. God, I can't. When I say to my brother or sister, I can't. Because that's the other piece. Can we go to the next phase? This is actually how shields are supposed to be used. They're not meant to be used alone. Because when it's by itself, how much of my body is exposed? Three quarters of it. Left, right, and behind. But when I am in a battle formation with people on my left and my right, guess what? I am where I'm supposed to be. I'm protected. Now my fleers, <laughs> I don't see any fleers there. I also don't see any fighters. I see brothers and sisters who lock arms. Because if you look at that, the enemy can't get anything in between them. The guys, you see how they have, their, they have this one formation where there are shields above? The shields above are put on them by the people behind. You can't protect up here, but the people around us can. We begin to pray for each other. We begin to stand with each other. Anybody here gotten messed up in your head? And you needed a friend to help you with the love of Jesus? Yeah, yeah. The reality is you don't, can't protect your head very well <laughs> a lot of times. 
but the, from the shots that come above. But when you've got someone standing behind you, they've got your back quite literally. But let me tell you, your shield of faith will not work for you by yourself. But the American way is when things go bad, I sort it out and then we move on. No. And then I share a testimony. Who, is, who are the people? I, like, I have people, not, you're not here probably today, but there are people, you only come to church when you're doing well. That's like going to a hospital when you're well. Anybody go to the hospital just for fun? No, you come because, well, that was interesting. You come because you recognize you have need. That's the whole point of it. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So they would shoot these arrows full of fire. But before, the, before they went into battle, they took those shields. Those are actually leather pulled over a frame with a metal boss. And they would soak them in water. Now, if I soak it in water, how long is that water going to last? A few hours? Maybe a day? How often do I need to re-up the water? Paul puts it this way, with the washing of the water of the word. As we wash ourselves anew and afresh with what he says about us, about what is going, we wash that, guess what? When it's fresh, anybody here, you, you didn't spend time with God for a while and then you ran into a problem and totally forgot God exists? Two of us? Three? I'll wait. You know what I'm talking about? Because if, if our relationship with God is not current, guess what? We forget everything. And then guess what happens if you have a shield that, of faith that is not soaked in the water? Guess what happens? When the flaming arrow hits, what happens? Now the very thing that was meant to protect you is on fire. Anybody here? You are, all of a sudden, it's like your entire mind and thought life has gone up in flames. Anybody? Do you know what I'm talking about? You're like, I love Jesus. Everything's fine. Ah, he hates me. He's against me. He's never been for me. We're all going to die. This is the end. How many of the flaming arrows of the evil one does it extinguish? All. 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 Um. I would submit to you, this is my own personal experience, but you, I welcome you to do field research. I have never been in a bad situation where if I'm honest with God, he has not already given me a word that applies to that situation. I already have a testimony that applies to the situation. I already have a revelation from God that applies to the situation. all the flaming arrows so in that moment there the question though at that moment becomes is will i allow god's word to trump this thing that i'm experiencing right now or not anyway take up the helmet of salvation and the the helmet of salvation where does our salvation come from this isn't a this is not a trick question some of you are like what's no <laughs> His name is Jesus. Perhaps you haven't met him. Our salvation, the, the thing that will protect our minds all in all is this, fair, this truth. He has paid for it all. 
He has dealt with it all. It is all under the blood. I was dead, now I'm alive. I don't live from me, I live from him. I live by his power, by his strength. I, in him I live and move and have my being, that I, my life is hidden with him. That when, I, when that is my helmet of salvation, my, hel- my head's a whole, I might get whacked upside the head, but I'm gonna hold. I won't be wounded. Anybody here, when you get into a difficulty, you forget all about anything that Jesus has ever done? Man, I, I, don't, I, I think I'm just poking the bear. I, 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 everybody's so triggered they can't see straight. <laughs> is, it is so important to recognize that everything we do is every answer we need, every breakthrough is one step from the cross. It is within arm's length of the cross. If you have to leave the cross to get your solution, you may be in trouble. It, that helmet of salvation, the enemy wants to trick us to think, yeah, 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 Jesus did it all, but. I, you know what we talk about, the Jesus Plus program, right? And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, I don't know about you, but this is the part I got excited about. I remember as a teen, I discovered the armor of God and I was like, finally, we get to have some fun. <laughs> Who are my guys? You're like, <laughs> right? I'm like, whoa, we're going to do some de- destruction. But you guys remember that picture I showed you at the beginning? Maximus, that's your sword. Oh, wow. That lets the enemy get way too close. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking something like, you know, like, like, you know, Braveheart, you know, give me like, you know, a big Claymore or something, you know, I mean, ugh, that's called a Gladius. And it was a, you know, it all total, it's two feet long. I mean, that is an oversized butter knife. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, can I get a replacement? I got a child size. See, because it's not... It is not an offensive weapon. It's a defensive weapon. Why? Because what are we told to do at the beginning? To stand. If the enemy can get us to move, even in offense, he will separate us from those around us. That's why it's so important that we stand and not move. Because when we stand, we stand in formation. We stand shoulder to shoulder. We stand in unity. We stand in protecting one another. This is where our power is. Then, guess what happens? If we can go back to that that formation picture. I don't know if they're showing this particular formation. But do you see what what is sticking out from between the shields? (laughs) Come and get it. We're going to play, come a little closer. (laughs) What happens if the enemy takes a run at you? He runs right into your sword. You don't have to go looking for the enemy. You don't have to look for him. He'll come. He'll find you. Don't worry. That's why I feel like more and more we really operate from this mindset. And I see people in our body get this mindset more and more that the more the enemy throws at us, the more he, the more good is going to come out, come right? On. So every time he comes close and hits and like over, um, what is it, over, over like extends shows, his over hand. Extends his hand, it's like, oh my gosh, what good is going to come out of this now, right? Like you almost like get trained in that thinking, 
right? And so I really feel like even this morning, like when we heard about, um, you know, Marina and Serge and them being hit on the way, I was like, wow, enemy, like you really showed your hand. Like something amazing is going to come out. Like you're going to use this for good in their lives, in our lives. Like it's just going to all around, right? And the more we start flipping this mindset that everything bad that the enemy throws at us is for our good and promotion. God will use it for our good. Use it for our good. God has incentive. God did not cause it. He does not give us, you know, cancer. He does not give us car accidents. Come on. He does not give us, you know, just all of this horrible stuff. It comes from the enemy, right? Who is to has come to kill, steal, and destroy the enemy? Come right? on. It's not God. Come on. If you are thinking it's God, you are absolutely powerless. Come on. Well, you look at Jesus. Jesus went around doing good, right? And doing what? Healing all those who were afflicted of the devil. Now, Jesus actually didn't have to look for any devils. <laughs> Where Jesus was, they showed up. Jesus, Jesus could stand in who he was, and the devil provided home delivery. Anybody here gone looking for the devil? No, no, anybody, like, sometimes the enemy can't fight you, he will help you. Again, separate yourself from the pack or, or run ahead or, or, you know, just try to do great exploits. The reality is the enemy will provide home delivery. And one of the things the, the Roman Empire loved is a good revolt. You know why? Because the enemy you can't see is terrifying. But when the enemy is revealed, thank goodness. All right, everybody in formation. And once the revolt is crushed, they could rest again. And so the reality is you and I are in a battle. You and I are in a war, but it's not a war that we have to win. It is a win that it is already, we are in occupied land, occupied by Jesus Christ. Come on. And this is just such a different mindset. I feel like it's just so much about mindsets, right? So we don't have to fear. And we don't have to, to go into, into places like, oh my gosh, we're going to be attacked and taken out, yeah. right? We can go into the most dangerous places together and with the Lord, right? Having full confidence that we are more than conquerors, right? That the authority is on our side, that the enemy is going gonna, is gonna to retreat before us, Come right? On. That way, I, I forget who, we went um, a couple years ago, we went and did uh, ministry at a psychic fair. That was so much fun. And it was so amazing. It was so much fun. It was so good. Like people were being touched by Jesus and saved. Um, and they were like, you know, Satan is circling us and praying, doing well, incantations and stuff. The Satanists were the only ones who wouldn't come to us. They were afraid. We were like, hey, can we pray for you? And they're like, ah! <laughs> But it's like, it's a, such a different mentality, right? We don't have to hide and be scared mm -hmm. of them. Like, we can go in full confidence that what we carry is much stronger than what they carry. And we went together. Yeah. We went together. That's the beauty. And we get, went to give life, not to find yeah. the devil. And someone, so I forget, I, I was talking to some friend afterwards, and they were like, weren't you scared of the, all the attacks of the enemy? I was like, it never crossed my mind. <laughs> like I was just excited about it. It Come never on. even, but I'm learning to live out of this mindset of not being in this fear-based place of just being scared of the attacks and just being on this like, oh, poor old me. I'm like, no, I am more than conqueror. I have the victory. Let him try. It's going to be used for my good. Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah. bring it.
Right? Come on. Like it's going to be used for my good, right? Gary, it's going to be used for your good. Come on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you given <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to say it. What do you do it? <laughs> okay. Come yeah, on. come on. You know, this is this picture we have of Jesus. And Jesus grew up in Galilee. About 10 miles from his home was a place called the Gates of Hell. Gehenna. And this was a pagan place of worship where they worshiped the underworld. And most likely, there, what happened is there was these springs that came up and the, and, the, uh, and the vapors that formed on the top would kill you. And so they would do human sacrifice there. Jesus goes, oh yeah, by the way, the gates of hell, yeah, they're not going to prevail. <laughs> we cannot afford to be impressed with the enemy, but we also can't be tricked into falling out of rank falling out of relationship, falling out of connection, falling out. Listen, that's why if you guys look in 2 Corinthians 2, the Lord was whispering to me about the schemes of Satan, which I was like, I don't need to know about the scheme. I'm good, I'm good. Anybody have God repeat a phrase in your head and you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But it's an invitation to go on a search. So he's, I was like, I don't understand. He's like, yeah, you don't. I'm like, okay. You know what he talks, he t the only place I see where he really talks about the schemes of Satan are, is in 2 Corinthians 2. And he's talking about a situation where they had somebody go um, do some really messed up stuff in the body. And they were trying to deal with him and uh, it, it, it was messy. By the way, anybody here waiting for a body that's not messy? <laughs> you know the only way you avoid mess? Separate yourself completely from everybody else. So, well, but then you'll still have mess. No, that's the worst part. Anybody <laughs> done that? You separated yourself from everybody else and found out that all the mess came from you? No, I think the only place that's not messy is, no, you know what it is? The grave. It's the cemetery, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's great order. Yeah. No. And, and in this thing, they're having this mess, and he simply he says this. He says, I'll, I'll read it to you because, you know, verses are good to read. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10. He says this. He says, he says, anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I've forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Oh, wow. So what is, the, what is the trick to overcoming the devil's schemes from that verse? Forgive. He said, I don't want you to be unaware. What's the, so what's the scheme that he wants him to be aware of? Unforgiveness. What's the number one reason we separate ourselves from one another? Not you, me. Uh, unforgiveness and judgment, right? Yeah, like, right? I, no, I'm sorry. I'm not on, anybody here, you, you didn't have unforgiveness. You just had justifiable reasons. No, no. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm not, no, I'm not offended. <laughs> oh, getting real. This is why you have to walk arm in arm with people. Because guess what you're offended by? The person next to you might not be offended by. And that's offensive. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're like, I am, so okay, can I be real? Is that okay? Yesterday, I was so offended. Was I offended? No. I'm trying to talk code. Okay. No, I was offended. And I told Masha what I was going to do in my offense. For Jesus. Didn't I? And guess what? Masha goes, mm, 
By the way, that is the worst form of Holy Spirit. Listen, Masha just does that face and it's like, there is a good reason why I am going to walk in my holy offense. I'm sorry, my righteous judgment. I'm sorry, my discernment of this situation. And I'm going to share the love of Jesus. I mean, I don't know. Anybody got to that place where you start justifying your dysfunction for Jesus? But I'm arm in arm with this amazing warrior. And she goes, Seriously, seriously, when we're arm in arm, we can't hold our offense for very long. But we also need to be part of a larger body. Who here, in your offense, you ran around until you got five or six who could agree with you? If two or three are gathered, who will agree in my name? Whose name? The devil's? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right? Anybody? You look around to try to find who will agree with you in your offense? No? Who are you people? You guys are holy and righteous. Yes, they are. (laughs) No, but but that's why we stand in a larger body, in a diverse body with people who think differently than us, feel differently because there's things that feel normal to us and they'll look at us and go, I think you're putting that belt on wrong. It's not a headband. (laughs) Okay, come on, come on, come on, come on. Well, what I want to say right now is this is a season to stand if ever there was a season to stand. We have people in our body who are sick who have not yet been healed. We don't change our theology, our understanding of what the cross accomplished just because we haven't seen the fullness of it yet. Some of us in our body are, have words over your life about great financial breakthrough. You don't even have a crackle. We stand with you. We stand with you. We stand when you've done all you can to stand. Stand. Don't change the subject. Don't allow fear to drive us away. Don't allow offense. Don't allow bitterness to cause us to separate ourselves. We, we stay in this vulnerable place like Stacy inviting people to her battle. Gary inviting people to her battle. We stay in this vulnerable place, arm to arm, shoulder to shoulder, standing on what Jesus has done. And the enemy will provide home delivery. And he will impale himself on the word of the Lord. Woo! All right. Come on. All right. If we could have the worship team come up. I I, I wanted to tell you this. I don't know where you're at. If you are, if you have allowed yourself to be separated in this season, ask God to show you two or three warriors to stand with. And standing with means sharing your struggle and receiving their struggle, standing together arm in arm, speaking truth over their struggle, allowing them to speak truth over your struggle. If if you're in a place where you realize uh, that, uh, that you've allowed offense to take a hold and allow you to be separated... I, I can offer you, I just encourage you, lay it down. If you find yourself in a place where you have allowed the enemy to warp truth in your heart or allow you to shift off of what God's called you to, whatever it is, this is a time to re-up. Join, join in standing today. Let's stand.